Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 159. We're 10 away, Steve. 10 away from a big milestone. Uh, this is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name's Steven, but it's spelled Stefan with a PH and an A, but we say Steven. Joining me, of course, one of the other main dudes, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steven with a PH and an E, but we say Steve, and no one gets confused ever. 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 How's it doing? How's it doing, Steve? Why, why did I say that twice? I don't know. Because <laughs> I think you thought it sounded weird, and then you gave it another shot. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep, yeah, still sounds weird. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. It was a, it was a, it was a crazy week um, at like my actual like real job, and I was just so exhausted that I didn't even stay up for the Raptors game last night. I went to bed at halftime. Good. It was good. And. And uh, did, did, did we get fries today? That- yes, we get fries today. Go get your fries and eat awesome. them, salt them with the tears of your loss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not, like, heartbroken. Like, like I'm just, like, uh, whatever. Like, we got the chip. We went pretty deep. Siakam just played, like, total ass. He needs to get better. I'm, Wasn't uh, there that there's – I so I have barely followed basketball and the Raptors at all. I watched maybe half a game last season, and it was the one fun. they won. And <laughs> – from what I can tell, there's two big conspiracy theories. One is they hired this, or they gave this guy this huge contract, and he's not doing very well. Mm-hmm. And the second one is the NBA hates the Raptors and gives them like double the penalties of every other team. Yeah, so so the first one is is off of Pascal Siakam. So he um, he has a pretty good story. You know, he was a high draft pick uh, and was most improved player last year, and was an All Star this year. He signed a big like big contract uh at the beginning of this year mm-hmm. so he's at, he, so he's not getting his big his big nut this year he's still on his rookie scale contract but okay. next year is when it kicks in and we're talking about like he made like two and a half million this year and he's going to make like 25 million or something next year good money um and he just the whole bubble he just didn't play that well and people were kind of wondering like was he just playing well because of Kawhi Leonard who's one of the best players in the league that we had mm-hmm. last year and uh, he still played well. Like, he was an all-star this year without him, so he has it in him. He just really did not perform at all during the bubble. Um, but I think he has it in him to kind of really come about that. Um, the second thing is, like, a very... It's like a, it's like a common thing because, like, NBC and TNT and all these stations don't really get, like, the Canadian... Um, like, they don't get good ratings when Canadian teams are involved. Right. Because, th- because it goes to like Rogers or whoever, yeah, <laughs> and so for NBA's American viewers, yeah, exactly. And so like the biggest ratings are always like local based off the teams. Like if it's going to be a Lakers versus Boston fin- finals, like the two biggest markets are going to be LA and Boston, like without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And so the the theory is like this conspiracy theory is that like the refs like shit on the Raptors and and stuff like that because that truthfully like the NBA doesn't like they make more money if it's not a Canadian team, but I don't really like buy into that. Like actually the Raptors kind of got way more calls their way in game six. I didn't really watch game seven. So I can't really game seven. That. It was tough. Like they were, they were like back to back fouling and losing like four point chunks. Like it was really mm. painful. That's the one mm. thing I don't like about watching basketball. It just slows down to a crawl for like a minute or two while they set up a free throw. And I was like, eh, yeah, the, the last in a tight game, the last couple of minutes can be really drawn out like extremely and it's kind of annoying sometimes if you don't really like care that much about it well you're incentivized to waste your whole shot clock if you're winning 
Yeah. Like they just, they just wait at the half line and dribble for like 18 seconds and then shoot. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I hate NCAA football or uh, basketball so much. Cause their shot clock is like 35 seconds. Oh my which God. Is, which is just so like, I don't like, I don't like college. That's basketball. bad game design, Steve. Yeah, exactly. I need a gameplay designer to go in there and switch it up. I'm always curious about that. Cause I've read about the like NHL's like game workshop where they have pros come in and they test new rules and, tweak things and then institute the new rules next season once they get approved like the the new icing call where you don't actually have to touch it and stuff and they're just trying to design the best game and that sounds like really fun yeah each league kind of does it a little bit differently like baseball has such a huge depth of minor league stuff that they just test all their rules in minor leagues Mm. um football actually like they all get together at the end of the season and like each team is allowed to like um, submit like two or three rule changes or something like that and they vote on them and like usually every single year there's like two or three that kind of go into effect and stuff like that so each Very league kind of handles it yeah which is weird because NFL is like the worst the got <laughs> yeah, worst I love football I love football but like, they uh, have yeah, the fo- most uh, like insider trading and con- corruption and stuff yeah if you, I mean and it, it shouldn't be surprised that's true because FIFA also has the most money running through it. Mm. Um, I mean, they're all terrible, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I mean, football, like of the American ones, like NFL is like the worst sport ever, but I, I, I love fancy football and football in general, but I hate the NFL, but you know, anyways, you know, what we also love Steve Canadian games and our patrons. Of course, Canadian is supported by our amazing patrons who we've got two new ones this week over at patreoncom slash Canadian game devs. You can back us there for special two-day early access to the podcast, a Patreon-exclusive channel on our Discord, uh, occasional game key giveaways, discount codes for Canadian gaming events all around the country, uh, and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on, as well as new tiers with merch through Patreon's new merch thing where they handle all that. And for a limited time, limited being you know, however many Steve has left in his living room, if you sign up, we'll, we'll throw in some of the old merch because we, we just want to get out of Steve's house. I have a decent. I have a decent amount of it. Decent stack, yeah. <laughs> we got hats, sweaters, uh, stickers, or the new one through Patreon. And is that set up now? Did you set that all not up? Yeah, I have. So I'm trying to like. I'm 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 very scared to hit publish. So I have it like as a draft, and I just want to triple check that it's what I want before I hit publish. Yeah, fair. <sighs> yeah, and I also didn't work on that as much as I wanted to this week, but I have all day and tomorrow to do that. So don't worry about the time you're listening to this, patrons. And if you're an existing patron, you could check out the new tiers, maybe up your tier, or if you want a sticker. Yeah, sticker will be the new merch if you are a patron who likes putting stickers on things, as I do. I do as well. I mean, you should see my, my laptop. My, I have this like big planter. I have a snake plant in. It's covered in stickers. It's awesome. Heather's it's like that laptop. Uh, <coughs> under skateboard 90s aesthetic, you know? Oh, yeah. Heather's laptop has... All a bunch of Naruto stickers. I have a. Mm. I think one you from mean my Naruto, work. Steve. You fake fan. Naruto. Um, I have a work one, and then I also have uh, one from our our wedding. We we made a sticker that is the it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Aww. Um, and it was on. It was like a we had co- a pie co- like cookies that had the mathematical symbol pie on it. Aww. And, so we per- and we put the stickers on that. I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah, it was good. Heather's uh, idea, not mine. Heather's. The real brains I, behind the operation, I think. Oh, yeah, I do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that to say, again, that's patreon.com slash Devs to help us continue doing what we do, like events, Steve. We got lots of events coming up. 
uh, Canadian Games Online. It's happening September 17th to 18th. Uh, you can register, tune in to get matched with publishers, investors at their Business to Business Connect. That is CanadaGamesOnline.com. Uh, definitely, if you got a project you're working on, you want to practice your pitching. Even the the worst thing that happens, Steve, you sign up for this, you get practice pitching your game. And that's a pretty good thing to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get publishers or investors knowing your studio name, knowing your game's name. And uh, yeah, it's... It's all digital now, so if if in-person meetings are stressful for you, digital meetings might be a little less stressful. I don't know. I don't know what stresses you out, but definitely check that out. (laughs) (laughs) The Game Slice uh, is happening again this week. This is the fourth or fifth year they're doing it. Uh, It's usually in London, Ontario, sponsored by Digital Extremes and a few other studios there, but this year it's all online. There will be a digital show floor. I'm loving these show floors. Gamescom did it. Amaze in Berlin did it. And it's just like you make an avatar, you walk around, you can play demos, watch trailers, talk to developers. So they're doing that. I got to look at that. It's a nice, definitely Unity default texture pack. But that's okay because it gets the job done. That is September 16th, 5 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We should We should go, Steve. One of us should drop in, say hi, check out what games are there so we can add them to segments. I'm done. Lastly, second lastly, sorry, next Friday, or I guess this Friday, uh, September 18th, is Game Dev Atlantic. Uh, we got patrons talking there. Uh, friends from the Discord will be speaking there. It's all online. It'll be 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 9 to 9 Atlantic time. You can also, if you're around here, uh, sign up for the in-person little social that's happening in the evening. I'm going to be there with some friends from Redmi Games. Uh, so if you want to meet me, say hi. Definitely sign up for that. And yeah, maintain, uh, give me give me my meter space, two meters, and uh, we'll, we'll chat. I can shout. You can shout. We can all shout. Are you going to wear Redmi Games swag or are you going to wear Canadian Game Dev swag? I'm wearing my Canadian Game Dev sweater with my Red Meat shirt underneath. So midway Ooh. through the evening, I'll rip it off, and we got the best of both worlds. You know? There you go. Nice work. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, lastly, Game Devs of Color Expo just announced, Steve. Very excited about this. <laughs> no More Robots, a publisher in the UK, I think, or Europe. I don't know. It's all one big country. Uh, is doing a <laughs> $75,000 grant. Uh, Ooh. For uh, indie game devs of color, uh, so I think they're doing it in. I don't want to mess it up. It's like either fifteen or five of or whatever that divides into. There's a lot of spots in this grant program to get your game funded uh, by No More Robots, a very very good publisher and a good follow on Twitter too. I love their work. They break down a bunch of Steam details and you know we'll chart the success of indies on Steam. What's the best way to get your game? noticed in the algorithm they're super cool uh of Mm. course game does of color expo is also going to have workshops talks a whole bunch of stuff going on so you can tune into that but if you're an indie game dev of color who's listening and wants some money for your game this is this is the opportunity you got a week to to get that ready and get in and i strongly encourage you to do so (sighs) excellent i like it we had a last year when red developer whatever went to banff we plugged it in the discord and one of the students in our discord went and got to go for free they applied and did the thing went to banff in alberta bc and you know got to go to all the talks meet people network and it was great so i that always makes me so happy steve when like just it's so easy to to just bring something up to someone and then they run with it and uh it works out for them 
Yeah, I remember that. I was. Uh, it's always nice when the site works, <laughs> like what we're trying to do, and just like helps people and, and get into the industry and all that stuff. So, join the Discord. Maybe we're close to a thousand people. I noticed the other day. Yeah, I think we're gonna hit it. Like like ten or fifteen people join every couple days, so we'll hit it. On we're on track to hit a thousand. Also, there was someone who joined our Discord who said they noticed they were getting a bunch of traffic from their website, from our website, and so they found the Discord that way. They were like, what is candygamedevs.com? And then they clicked through and like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, you're sending a bunch of people our way. I was like, awesome. I love when it it works. We're at 974. You could be number 1,000 listening to this right now. Maybe we'll we'll give a free... Should we do that? No, I'm not going to say that. No, no, because then people won't join until there's 1,000, you know? Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, speaking of working, we have three studios looking to hire you. Yes, you listening to this. Uh, first up, Canuck Play, of course, makers, purveyors of fine digital football games and upcoming unannounced games, are looking for a full-time senior Unity game developer, a full-time Unity game developer, a full-time character technical animator, and a full-time 3D modeler. All of these are in studio at their Peterborough office, so if you can get there, and you want to work on football and other exciting new open-world adventure games, you should apply. Next, we have Sleeping Giants in Toronto, Ontario. They are looking for a character animator rigger, if that's something you'd be interested in doing, and working at a cool studio with free donuts, bagels, and other hold foods, as well as a great, fun uh, workplace. You should check that out. That's at that Toronto studio. I think they said they're open to remote, because everything's kind of whack right now. I think it was like remote to begin with because mm-hmm. they don't have an office yet. I think, if I mm-hmm. recall. Uh, uh, maybe. Actually, it's not. <laughs> I, I I don't see that in our listing, but I I'd assume okay. there'd be, if like you're on the other side of the country and you're like, hey, COVID, and they'd be like, yeah, we can still work on this. Yeah, true. Lastly, today, Alpha Channel in Toronto, Ontario, and in our Discord, are looking for a gameplay designer a level artist, a level designer, a technical artist, a gameplay programmer, AI programmer, all of which are working in Unreal Engine, and all of which would like you to have uh, access to their Toronto studio. Um, so if you want to check out any of those jobs, that is com slash jobs. Nice. Nice. <sighs> all right, Steve, let's do some news, because... A lot of it is just game releases, which, you know, it's the fall. Tis the season. Everything's coming out except the PS5. Uh, first up, <laughs> huge, huge release, Steve. Star Renegades is finally out. It's on Game Pass, which I didn't know was going to be on Game Pass. I was extremely happy to open oh, up Game really? Pass. It is, Steve, right? Oh, it's sick. By Toronto-based indie developer Massive Damage with publishing support from Raw Fury, the awesome Nordic publisher of fine games like goner and upcoming backbone another canadian game star renegades is a strategy rpg about outsmarting ai driven adversaries forging friendships and toppling galactic empires spanning across alternate worlds so the premise for this game is really interesting to me steve it's a rogue light with the t there you go for you um mm-hmm. and the way they do the runs thing is like you go to one of the alternate worlds and you work until you lose there, and then you give up on that world and go to a new one, <laughs> and you try and save that world. 
And so it's kind of the Avengers Endgame approach. You're like, ah, shit, this timeline's messed up. <laughs> Let's bail to one where Gamora's alive and then try and uh, <laughs> save that timeline. And, and I really like, that's just a really fun like premise for a roguelite instead of die. Well, the rogue legacy one was like the first one where they tried to make the roguelite-ness make sense, where they're like, this is your kid. And yeah. that's why you go back to the same setting. Or I guess the first game to do that would be Infinity Blade, the the Apple game. I don't know which oh, came I out f- first. But uh I forgot I forgot about Infinity Blade. Yeah, it's off the App Store now because the Epic lawsuit. Fun fact. Oh that that's not fun. <laughs> no, it's a terrible fact. Um but yeah, anyway, Star Renegades has an amazing premise. Like every single animation frame in this game is gorgeous they they really like they are very vocal about like we went overboard (laughs) we would not do it this way again if we had a choice because once you start making characters fights with like dozens of animation frames to keep consistent you have to keep doing that and so they kind of really push to make the detail in this game consistent and it shows but it also seemed like a a mountain of work I'm uh I'm downloading right now if you want to play the download uh the download song. Whatever. I'll play the download. I have a little sound effect I use. Yeah. Maybe I'll try to stream it tonight. Yo, you totally could. We have you set up on the computer now and I know. your computer's not Loud uh, as hell. Loud as hell, yeah. Shout out to Cloud for tuning in to the uh or I guess they changed their, their name. I think it's David now? No. I think Dave, yeah. Yeah. Tuning into the Steve's Avengers stream and saying your your, your TV's too or your uh, PS4 is too loud. I'm sorry. It's like it's such and so I cleaned it like I opened it up and just sort of wiped it away because I didn't have compressed air. But I just bought some, um, so I want to clean up and just see. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> but I'm going to try if I can clean it out and get it sounding nice. I do want to stream Marvel's Avengers more. But Star Renegades, I'm downloading that right now. I didn't know it was on Game Pass. It's sick. Me neither. All so- these. Great games, Spirit Fair, Canadian Indie on Game Pass, and now Star Renegades, huge. Yes, I, I still haven't played uh, Spirit Fair, and I want to play more. Un, um, under uh, Undermine, Undermine, Undermine was so good. You know what? I want to uninstall. Oh no, yeah. I want to uninstall Master Chief Collection. Yeah, you don't need that. You don't need that. Um, the other thing I, I've found interesting about these games coming to Game Pass is, I think the reviews on xbox are often more favorable than on steam because steam critics or steam people on steam are are spending money they're very value Mm. focused they're very you know how many dollars per hour of gameplay but the approach to game pass like netflix is like "Uh, i'm just gonna like browse around for a bit oh download this one oh it was fun five stars and i've noticed that trend i think of when you're not directly purchasing something you're a lot more generous in your review does that make sense yeah, that's fair. I mean, there, if there's no monetary aspect to it, then it's just sort of like, if if something is like, I could see why it's being good, but it's not for me, mm-hmm. you're like less angry about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's definitely been something on Game Pass where I'm just like, I could see why people like this, but, you know, whatever. I just, it just, all it cost me was some hard drive space mm-hmm. <laughs> and some download speed for a little bit, but... That makes sense. I wonder if that's like playing into Metacritics and, and things like that. I guess it would just be really be playing into user reviews mm-hmm. yeah so star renegades is currently out on steam xbox game pass and i don't think it's on consoles yet i think uh, it's coming to switch ps4 xbox one later <laughs> that not, being said it does have a very though it does have a very positive score on steam it does it's at 
Three, yeah, you're looking at it too. Yeah, let's so let's find good. a funny one. Hold on. I want to sort by funny. <clears throat> oh, God. All right. Imagine combining the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor with Darkest Dungeons, Ooh. Resting and Exploration, Battle Chasers Combat, and Fire Emblems Relationships. That's not funny. That's just really informative. Yeah, that's that that all sounds like really great actually. Yeah, you just what if all <laughs> these really great, great games. Wait, it has a nemesis system? <laughs> yeah, hmm. that's, I didn't know that either. Hmm. That's cuz I remember when Shadow of Mordor came out and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is the future open world games are like these NPC characters who like remember you and evolve and change with <laughs> you and no one did it." No one did it afterwards, except for the sequel, I'm guessing. Which yeah, is- Shadow of War. But the Shadow of War also shoved a whole bunch... They had goblin loot boxes. I was so... <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, it was bad. Um, Wasn't there something to, like... Someone, didn't someone on the team died, like, before the game came out, and then they had, uh, like, some sort of thing... Like a, like, a bo- like a cosmetic or something that you can buy to donate to, like, whatever he died of? But then it was found out that, like... 30% of it would still be going to oh, the... you know what? I do remember that. Some, something along those lines. It was very, like, shady. People were like, wait, Ooh. what? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, let's... Uh... All right, here's a fun one. Uh, there's clearly a lot to this game. Uh, is it gorgeous with a fun combat system and soundtrack that collapse? Yes. I've only played 0.7 hours, so take that with 9.3 grains of salt. <laughs> that That wasn't even that funny. I'm sorry. The funny filter failed me. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Star I'm Renegades. excited to play, though. I'm, I'm going to try to play I'm I definitely play it before the next podcast, but I'm going to try to stream it tonight, too. See, see what's up. Yeah, currently PC, console, TBD. All right, next game. Release date, not out, but Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2020 is hitting Xbox One and PlayStation 4 September 25th. If you buy the game on Xbox One, you'll get the free upgrade to the Series X. Uh, they're currently working on that with PlayStation, they've said. No update. Um... That's it. You like football. You like not giving EA money. Uh, you should give Doug Flutie's Maximum Football your money, because it'll be twenty nine ninety nine digitally US. It's also just better value, I would argue. Yeah, budget budget title. And if you follow them on Twitter too, they've gone over like all the all the improvements they've they've gone throughout the years. I mean, this is now the fourth title, so um, good on them. And At uh, Max Football Game on Twitter for that. Yep. September 20th, five days before my birthday. I'm drinking a lukewarm, very melted iced coffee. Ooh, I had um, a Coke Zero that I just finished. Excellent. We're both on the caffeine train. Wait, Coke Zero doesn't have caffeine, does it? Uh, no, it's no. zero calories. That's why it's zero, right? Yeah, it does have caffeine. Carbonated okay. water, caramel color. Caffeine's, like, very far down the list of, of things. Okay. In fact, it's the last thing before it starts speaking in French. Indeed. Lastly today, Steve, a game I'm pretty stoked for, uh, from Montreal-based indie publisher and developer Kifox Games, the kings and queens of game dev TikTok, in my opinion, have announced <laughs> Lucifer Within Us coming October 15th. This is a game we've highlighted on Wishlist this before, uh, but in Lucifer Within Us, quote, you are a digital exorcist seeing beyond this reality into alternate timelines of the accused. Solve murders, purify the possessed, and purge their demons in this lawn, sorry, non-linear mystery. 
also a great steam page with lots of great gifts uh, detailing how this works but basically there's like a timeline at the bottom right so you can picture like a video youtube video timeline you can scrub through but the timeline is really deep and every layer of the t- there's rows like in an audio editor or something and each mm-hmm. row is what the that character is doing at that point in time uh during the course of the events that lead up to this murder and shortly after and so basically you're scrubbing through this timeline looking at what different people are doing um interacting with them trying to figure out who did this and how do we purge them it's a great premise and i think has a lot of potential to enter that that weird indie echelon of murder mystery games like the sexy brutal or that's really the only one i can name that did really well and I'm really mm-hmm. interested in this. Uh, what do you think looking at this game? Yeah, I mean, I remember talking about this one for um, on our, like, when we did the wishlist. I'm, I'm down with it because it also has, like, that Phoenix Wright feeling to it. Mm, that's what yeah, it, that, that's it, another one. Yeah, that's what appeals to me. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued. So October 15th, 15 days after my birthday. There you go. Eight days after <laughs> mine. Lots of great Canadian games coming out. That's it for the news. Also, I learned this week, Steve, that uh, Cyberpunk is uh, getting development support from a Vancouver studio. So there's a Canadian angle there. Oh, really? Yeah, I forget. Oh, geez, I should have paid attention to which studio it was. It was one of the Vancouver studios. I think it was... I'm going to mess it up. Yeah, but anyway, I went to their website, and it was like, current project, Cyberpunk 2077. I was like, what? And they are like, we're working on... And it was just a giant list of all the support they're doing on uh, are they are they doing the multiplayer part of it or uh, it's unclear how much they, they're they currently working on the single player too like uh, <laughs> it looked like they were doing testing animation stuff like that so their involvement appeared to be heavy i really got to find this because it was like wow you guys are Just trying to get coats <laughs> yeah there's a canadian yeah digital scapes studios limited in vancouver uh currently working on uh, the video games, console and PC development, multiplayer gameplay programming, combat and mission design, animation, production tools, cloud services, cloud services, analytics, and R and D. So they're they're doing a lot. Oh wow! Yeah, it's uh, it's impressive, and you know, just goes to show you that even the games that you think are Polish, not related to Canada at all, were in there, in there like maple syrup seeping into the toast. The toast is a video game. I gotcha. Cool. Let's move on to everyone's <laughs> favorite segment, Steve. <laughs> Wishlist this. Of course, longtime fans of the show will remember when Brett, before he passed away, was still with us and would wishlist games while we were talking about them. Steve would as well. And so this prompted me to come up with this segment where I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that you can wishlist in some capacity, because now that we've introduced the Apple uh, wishlist, it's not, no longer just Steam. And they have to do it right now. Sound good, Steve? Sounds great. First game for you today, Warhammer Age of Sigmar from Gasket Games in Vancouver, BC. It's currently scheduled for 2021. Got to do the movie theater guy voice. The first strategy video game adaptation of Age of Sigmar's Dark Fantasy Universe. Lead your highly customizable force. Unlock new units, equipment, and skills in this dynamic, turn-based game packed with fast-paced warfare. I personally don't know a whole lot about Warhammer. I've watched people at shops I've go to sit there and paint them and then, you know, juke it out with music playing. Looks super nerdy. I don't know what your experience with Warhammer has been, Steve. 
very similar. There is a P- there was like a PS3 game that was sort of like a, just like a hack and slash, like mm-hmm. a Devil May Cry type of thing. I remember playing, but I had no idea what was happening. I know nothing about the lore of Warhammer. And the turn base got me going though. Is like I'm looking at this video, just trying to see if it's a turn based RPG or or what, um, or if it's like a Fire Emblem type of thing. But still, still investigating. The but publisher the- is Focus Home Interactive, who also published Hard Break or Ship Shipbreaker, that other Vancouver game where you're like taking apart derelict spaceships, which is developed in Vancouver. So, mm. Focus Interactive, despite being a European publisher, dipping into the Canadian scene, kind of like Raw Fury interesting to note uh the steam page currently leaves a lot to be desired there's no gifts and like a couple paragraphs and some bullet points but that's okay there's still time it's a year away there's a pre-purchase discount of 15 percent, so you can get it for 45 canadian or just add to your wish list to find out when it's live in 2021 they say early 2021 but in the age of covid take every uh release date with a 6 to 8 12 month buffer yeah, I mean, I'm, I know nothing about this series, um, but, like, the trailer doesn't show gameplay, and the screenshots, I can't really get a sense of gameplay. I can't tell if this is, like, a... If I had to guess, just based off of what I know about the the toys and all that shit, I would imagine it's, like, a Fire Emblem type of strategy RPG. Mm, it's turn-based. But, That's in the description. But other than that, yeah. uh, so, turn-based strategy, turn-based tactics, and strategy are the top... Uh, pins top-down fantasy pvp multiplayer workshop are the other pins so there might be mm. custom user content for this game which would be cool hmm. nice i mean it looks cool i have to ask steve is warhammer age of sigmar colon Stormground on your wish list yes it is excellent next I'm game briefly look up that P- the ps3 game that i played I feel like I've played one, one too. There's a Dungeons and Dragons ones we covered that was announced. No, was it D&D? The Dark Alliance one that's developed oh. by Canadian a Quebec studio. Yeah, um that's, that's like a hack and slash. It's it's Yeah, I don't think it's called Dungeons and Dragons, but it's based off of Dungeons and Dragons, I believe. Right. Okay. That that's oh, another here it one is. War- I remember. Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. That's what I played. Oh, I can picture the cover. It's that huge Gears of War looking guy, right? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Kind of looks like it. Yeah. Okay. Next game today on Wishlist This currently in early access on Steam, Smush.tv. Uh, we talked about it a bit uh, on the news section before, but never in the Wishlist. <clears throat> the first hyper-competitive PC versus VR action strategy game, bringing the spirit of competitive fighting games into VR through fast, heart-thumping gameplay, remote play together enabled. So the remote play feature is something Steam rolled out last year that lets you play same screen games together, but over internet and Steam just handles everything. And they really pushed it with Cuphead. You could do the co-op together if just one person owned the game because you only needed... uh, When you have the game on any platform, you play on the same screen. Mm -hmm. So they were really pushing that as a way to get you know more people trying games. And obviously if someone tried Cuphead and was like, hey, I like this, they'd be more likely to buy it. So Smush.tv also features that. So if you have the game and your friend has VR and you're like, hey, do the VR role of this and I'll do the PC role and we'll, we'll fight each other. And uh, that's, I think, the idea here. And it's really smart. Anytime you have a multiplayer game that you can get more people in to try for free and only have one person need to buy it, the better. So I think it's a, I think it's a smart strategy. It's by Siberian Studios. Uh, in Oh, I didn't say Gasket Games is in Vancouver. I think I might have said that. But anyway, I think uh, so. Smush.tv is by Siberian Studios in Toronto. 
And what do you think of this Steam page, Steve? You weren't hot on the name, but as we discussed, names are hard. Oh, the names are very hard. I, I can't come up with a better name. So, um, It looks cool. I like how it's like all neon and stuff. But I'm, I'm confused at what you do in it. Because I see someone like kind of shooting a bow and arrow. But then there's like Tetris pieces and shit falling. So, so I think just looking at are, the screenshots, the PC player is dropping the blocks kind of like Tetris. And they can see on a grid where the VR player is. And yeah. the VR player is trying to dodge and climb up the blocks to escape at the top, kind of like Catherine. Um, and they have some weapons they can use to destroy the blocks. And yeah, it looks like one the PC player is playing Tetris, but not to like clear lines to like kill or smush. Smush.tv, I guess that makes sense. The uh, VR sure, player. Sure. The VR player is looking up, jumping, climbing around, trying to get to the top and out. Yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying now. I like it. That's Me good. Too. That's cool actually. That's just like a neat kind of merge of uh of um games. It's cool. Yeah, like I don't know VR I think though. Like so. a, I think there's like a grapple hook from one of these. It looks like you like as the blocks are falling, you can like grapple to it and then jump to a block that's already hit the ground, which that this just sounds really fun in VR. Oh, this is neat. I wish more games did this. Twitch integration. Let your Twitch chat take over the AI's powers and try to beat you with them. And it sends Ooh. chat versus VR experience unlike any other. That's cool. Ooh. Uh, this is an uh, official selection at the Indie Mega Booth in 2019, and it won Best VR Experience at DreamHack Atlanta 2018. Nice. Uh, once yeah, again, it's got, uh, in the early access, it has 14 positive reviews, so it's a good sign of what, what's going on. Um I don't have VR, but you know, you know how we always say we're always here to just help. So, so it's on the wish list. It is on the wish list. Excellent. Last game today for wish list this from a Toronto-based creator. I don't know if they're Canadian or not, but that doesn't matter, Steve. Uh, Get in the car, loser, by Christine Love, who's doing the writing, programming, and design. Uh, she's working with a team of I think four other indie artists from Australia, Seattle, all around the world. Um, Christine Love, of course, the award-winning narrative uh, designer of... Ah, crap, what was that game? It was... Won a bunch of awards. Lady Killer in a Bind, a visual novel uh, about queer relationships, and uh, it got really steamy. But her new game, (laughs) Get in the Car Loser, is a lesbian road trip RPG about fighting for love and justice in the face of indifference and quote-unquote discovering yourself, whatever the fuck that means. That is verbatim the description. Uh, So this game doesn't currently have a Steam page yet, but if you head to their itch.io at the very bottom, you can sign up for notification when the game comes out. Coming 2020. There's not a a few... Only a few months left in the the year 2020. The feature... So the... The bullet points under the features is like active time battle system, <laughs> blah, 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 equipment-based character progression, genre-defying pop soundtrack, visual novel dialogue, no side quests, no maps, no codex entries. Who's got time for that when the world is in peril? And the last two bullet points are girls. Just girls, you know? They're great. And the next one is the disaster lesbian representation we need in 2020. What do you think of this itch.io page, Steve? Oh, there is a, there is a trailer, too, that I can see. Um, I added it to my collection in itch.io. Is that sort of the equivalent? So collections are essentially how you could do wishlist. Like you can make a collection and just call it wishlist, but you don't really get emails about it unless you sign up for those preferences. I think they're off by default. 
mm. because it's kind of a way to just like curate your the stuff you're looking at on itch.io but at this this is the first i've seen on a itch.io page at the bottom there's just a hyperlink to uh, get notified when the game comes out the really super interesting to, thing too i'm watching like the the turn-based rpg part of it is it has like the triangle circle square x like from playstation and i'm like i wish it just was coming to playstation i would definitely cop it um but i'll uh so where do i say i sign up for emails yeah sign up at the very bottom there's a sign up here drop your email in they'll send you an email when the game is out um and i think you can do it through itch.io too like you add it to a uh well you can follow the uh studio love conquers all games and then you get an email every time they release a project. So actually, I think just following them would do the same thing. But you can also sign up for the direct email about this game. I use our contact at CanadianGameDose.com email. So. Excellent. I'll play the sound effect right yeah. here. Any other last-minute thoughts about this this page? It's the best page of today's show, I think. Just GIFs, trailers, screenshots, lots to do. Yeah, no, I like it. I like the art. Um, I'm down for RPGs. It kind of, like... You know, people made fun of like Final Fantasy Fifteen for being like the boy band RPG traveling game, and this mm-hmm. is like the the like opposite of that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? That's a great pitch because they're they're driving in this this pink car. I think it's a reference to uh, Mean Girls when they like, get in. Get yeah, get in. Going get shopping. in. We're going shopping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like some of the enemy designs too. They look good. So. That that big like demon monster thing crawling over the edge. That looks great. It looks like there's two. There's like the the kind of simpler pixel art characters during the turn-based combat, and then during like the exposition, they have like much more fleshed out, more detailed. Also, looks like pixel art, but they look very uh, detailed, very personable. Lots of great facial expressions. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I like how it looks. It's got a good vibe. Games need good vibes, Steve. Agreed. All right, that's it for Wishlist This. If you want us to talk about your game, I want to talk about your game. Even if you're not uh, Canadian, but you're working in Canada or living in Canada, or you're Canadian internationally, or there's some a Canadian on your team, uh, even if it's one, like this game, send us your game. Contact CanadianGameDevs.com. Post it in our shameless plugging channel on the Discord, and we'll talk about it. Let's move on to the latest segment, Steve. Discord discussion. This is a segment of the show where we take we pluck a conversation that was happening in our discord out of our discord and hash it out right here on the show of course this also ends up being whatever was topical that week and one of those is the xbox console price release date announcement um the canadian price steve gonna make sure i have this down xbox series s launching november 10th 379.99 canadian xbox series x Launching same day, five ninety nine ninety nine Canadian. I want to point out, if you did a straight conversion of the U.S. price to Canadian price, it would be six fifty, a little over six fifty Canadian. But they're doing six hundred Canadian, so they might be eating it a bit on this. I'm not sure. Sorry, it's five ninety nine Canadian the mm-hmm. Series X. Yeah, but three ninety nine U.S. And if you straight convert that, it's like yeah. sixty bucks more. And if that's the case. They just really care about being competitive with PlayStation in Canada, and so they're going to eat a little bit on this console, I'd imagine, to make that happen. Yeah, um, those are good. I mean, those are good prices. The Series S is actually cheaper than I I thought it would be. Like, I was in Walmart today, and that's how much a Switch is. The Series <laughs> S is going to launch less than a new Switch. Yeah. So yeah, I think Switch is three ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. 
So that's pretty sweet. Um, I, I it's pretty much like confirmed that we're going to get an S because if I was an Xbox person, I would just get the Xbox X. But it's going to just be kind of my Game Pass slash Netflix machine in the bedroom. So mm-hmm. series and like it's going on a place where I could use like less room for this console, or whatever. So mm-hmm. we're going to go Series S. Um, seemed like the Discord was pretty like positive on it, like. I didn't read a single bad thing about or opinion about this. Yeah, I saw one thing where it's like apparently the backwards compatibility is going to just be running the Xbox One's version of mm. it or something. Yeah, the, I the series re- the Series S is running the Xbox One's uh, sort of software for that, whereas Series X is going to have the much more advanced software that lets you like if you bought a game digitally on one, just automatically upscale everything and uh, even upscale like 360 and Xbox One games. Hmm. but yeah our discord was super super up on this and uh i saw lots of people lots of people who were like man i was ps4 last gen but honestly for this plus game pass it's just much more appealing to me yeah because you were saying i didn't even know there's like there's like a payment plan so this is this is interesting to me steve and i want to double check my numbers but the first time i ran them for it's 34.99 a month us um i forget what it is canadian but for that price every month until the, I think it's for 24 months, you get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and the Series X up front. And after the time of the, the payment plan, you end up saving like 10 or 20 bucks if you had bought the console outright and then subscribed to Game Pass every month of the payment plan. And yeah. so, like, obviously I want to read the fine print because if it's like you miss a month, they take it away. That's garbage. But if I can just get the Series X with, uh, and the way the Game Pass works is it stacks. So it'll just add a month every month instead of um, like replacing my current Xbox Ultimate. So I already have Game Pass Ultimate until February next year. So I'll just have it for that past when the payment plan ends. It just right. looks too good to me, Steve. I don't understand. Like, there, there's got to be an asterisk or something I'm missing because this is just seems like a really good deal for me. It's like 35 bucks US a month, whatever that translates to Canadian. And I would already be buying Ultimate because I love the PC games. And I get the Series X. I don't understand. Well, they just wanted you to have the console, so there might not be a, a downside to it. I guess the downside is really just you're locked into the Game Pass. So if there's mm-hmm. like a month or two, like like how I kind of just go in and out of it, um, if there's like a month or two where you don't get to play and you wouldn't like normally, because there's no like yearly uh, ultimate pass, right? Like you have to no. kind of go month to month. You you can buy them in uh, three, six, and twelve month passes, but it's essentially the same price. Whereas like sometimes the twelve months you save like five or ten bucks, you know? Yeah, so it's really just locking you in in terms of like maybe you went, maybe you normally would have taken this month off or next month off or something like that, but you can't do that mm-hmm. so but, it's just, but honestly it's just, like even just in 2020 like star renegades this month spirit fair last month like i'm finding two or three games every month i'm like i would have bought this game but it's on game pass no for sure and i mean because it's ultimate too you get xbox live gold or whatever so you get mm-hmm. the gold games too like free games do it i mean you were always kind of like ho-hum about getting next gen anyways but now it sounds like you're you're pretty much confirmed getting xbox yeah it just seems like the best value for me as someone who you know, I would get a PS5 because I want the game, but if there's no games there at launch and I have experience of buying consoles used like a year later and saving a whole shit ton of money, 
this just seems too good. Like, I'm so skeptical. Like, I'm going to have to read through this FAQ to make sure it's like, <laughs> actually as good as it appears on its face. Um, and the... Does Canada- that mean you had to, like, buy it from, from like, Microsoft, though? Like, is that... No, so they're, they're partnering with EB Games, so I would do it through EB Oh, Games. there you go. Yeah, do it then. You should do yeah. it. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put that 40 <laughs> right into the stock market for you, Steve. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just a, like... And, honestly, the way they handled the leaks... Um, I, I saw earlier today that they had this whole video um, presentation planned out that leaked, uh, um, and I, I watched it this morning. It was super dry, and it was like Phil Spencer and like this host, and they were just kind of talking about it. There was like a couple minutes of highlight sizzle reels of games, but it was like this 25, 30-minute super dry spec rundown and mm. talking about the uh, program. But that all got kind of canceled when it leaked online, so they just put out some tweets and a blog post. And they're like, yep, here it is, whatever. And I've just been seeing positive things about it in our Discord and on Twitter. Yeah, no one one seems to be complaining. I guess, like, Sony today or last night or whatever announced that theirs is going to be on Wednesday. Wednesday, September 16th. And it is, like, a 40-minute, like, presentation. Could you imagine getting to the end of that and there's no price or date? Oh, they, I mean, they would. Ha- they have to. They have point. to. The leak currently, and from a, one of the credible sources who also leaks some of the Xbox stuff, is November twenty or sorry, November seventeenth for PS Five, and pre-orders yeah, go live week. on the twenty fifth. Yeah, the next week. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense because when's Black Friday? I mean, Black Friday is kind of game twenty seventh, quote unquote. So it's it's going to be before then. <laughs> I think it'll still be the twenty. 20th because it would make sense to launch on a Friday but I also could see them wanting to get out on a Tuesday to you know everyone who's going to buy is going to buy a day one no matter whether it's on a Tuesday or Friday and then that gives them three days to get as much stock as they can on shelves for well, Friday Xbox Xbox is on the 10th right that's a Tuesday that's, that's a Friday that's the Friday before no November 10th is is a Tuesday oh shit okay oh you know what that does change things I thought it was a Friday man Everyone switched to Fridays for a while. Like even games are coming out on Fridays. Yeah, Switch was on Friday too. Is Tuesday I, I making a comeback? Maybe Tuesday's back, baby. Hmm. All that to say, I'm unless I see like Bill Gates gets to delete my achievements if I miss a payment. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna just get the Series X on a payment plan. Why not? And it's not even like a shitty car mortgage or something where you end up paying more over time but it's just the the risk they're taking up front to finance you it's just like if you run the math and i'm going to triple check this math you actually just save like 10 bucks by the end of it yeah it's really i think they're just really just trying to get as many people they just want as many people to get it right because they've already kind of admitted that like there's not going to be games that are only on xbox series uh, yeah xbox exclusives are dead it's now microsoft exclusives yeah so they so i think it's just a matter of just like just get this thing in the house get people using it like if you're on a payment plan you're gonna like you're gonna think that you have to kind of like boot it up or use it because you're like well i paid 45 dollars for this thing or or whatever it is in in canada um so it's just it's just like enticing people to be like sweet i don't have to drop like 800 dollars and I get all these games, and then it also, like, you know, 12 months later, you're like, oh, it's, I have to pay this thing again, but so I might as well use the Xbox when, mm-hmm. like, whatever next games come out, like, next year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Halo Halo Infinite being the big one, for sure. And, dude, so. they, dude, like, the amount of studios they bought, I know I like. Like, they bought Double Fine. Uh, I shouldn't say Compulsion. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, the 
State of the K Studio, a few others. Like I know I'm gonna like the Microsoft exclusive games. So and yeah. they're, they're going to come on Game Pass Day One, dude. Every single Xbox Game Studios game is on Game Pass Day One. And Star Renegade. And Steve, we didn't even talk about this. They announced EA Access is getting roped into Game oh, Pass. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. I forgot every about that. single sports game: Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Mirror's Edge, Skate. What? Yeah, I mean EA. EA Access is what it's called now. Like they, like you get the trials at the start. So when NHL like twenty one comes out, you just get you'll get a trial of ten hours, which mm. like is more than enough for some. Yeah, people. I can do a lot in ten hours. <laughs> um, and then like six months later, it'll be like on this on the thing. So yeah, and EA Access, I mean in general, is only like twenty twenty five dollars a year, anyways. But on Xbox, it's even better because you like on PS four, you only get the PS four games, but on Xbox, you get like. I think like black is on there, like the Xbox shooter, like the original Xbox, mm-hmm. and you get like Xbox 360 games on there and stuff too. So it's like even better on Xbox. Um, no, I mean, it's, like I saw that price and I was like, I'll, I'll cop that day one. Mm-hmm. I think I'll still do like just the Game Pass as I see fit, mm-hmm. sort of thing. That makes um, sense because you're gonna be playing everything you can on your PS5. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, Sony's really got to like fucking step it up with PS Now and, Dude, and stuff. PS Now just is embarrassing at this point yeah it's it's garbage actually never mind i gotta like not cancel it but turn it um, off for now turn yeah turn it off turn the because it was on sale for like one year was like 60 bucks or something like that and Mm -hmm. like that's a good price there's a lot of games on there but i mean when you just compare the two services like there's it's no contest Mm -hmm. then and Um, honestly game pass with project cloud coming out this september we didn't even talk about cloud i'll be able to play every single xbox game pass ea play game streamed to my computer streamed to any any thing with an internet connection in my apartment what this is not uh, not iphone not iphone although they're currently (laughs) i i read this morning breaking that um apple would let them do x cloud on apple ecosystem if it was still 30 percent of the subscription cut went to apple so i don't think xbox is going to do that yeah true i I don't understand steve this absurd value process maybe i'm just so jaded from how sleazy games had been for the past like five ten years increasingly that just this just looks too good to be true uh i mean it's possible speaking of which the other discussion part two of discord discussion this week hit me steve this was just in the patreon thing but you know the um David at the Doug Flutie's Maximum Football Studios Patreon, and he was he just kind of pointed out that Madden 21 has currently 5,000... Oh, wait, actually, the numbers are a little bit different, but 5,049 ratings mm-hmm. on Metacritic. User, user ratings. User ratings. 0.2. <laughs> is, that, is that current time? That's I'm looking at it right now. So and, that is um, the current user review score as of 4:20 p.m. September 12th, like a week or two after the game came out. Point two. Inter- interesting enough, if I go down to the user reviews, it only shows 3,000 ish hmm. reviews. Maybe but, those are just written where they added a. Blur. Oh, maybe because because it's 2,942 negative, 11 mixed, and 25 positive. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so. Wow! But even in general, the Metacritic is only 63 on PlayStation. And that's it's, terrible. It's 70 on Xbox. Um, NBA 2K is also getting shit on, uh, similarly, 0.9 user review. Oh, my God. And 69 on PS4 in terms of the, the critic score. Nice. 58 on Xbox One. 
no and no reviews on the Stadia or Switch version. So it's like, is this is this like people like this is now people like even the IGN and and people like the critics are saying like this is like these are not enough to like justify like releasing the full price game. Mm-hmm. And I guess like the question is like. A, do you think they even care? Because the sales are still going to be like really dope. But B, do you think this is just because we're at the end of the generation and there's just we've kind of hit the limit of like what they can do, and maybe next year's uh, NFL and NBA on the PS5 slash Xbox Series X will be will actually include like legitimate differences and improvements and stuff like that. Because I I watched the review for NBA 2K21 and right. the the dude basically said like there's a really good game here and this is kind of what I was thinking too like there's a good game here but it's just surrounded by the microtransaction shit and the modes you can't like get VC like microtransactions have basically been untouched. Oh man. Um like the one where you can like create a uh, a league and like you and I can be in this in the league and just like play teams and stuff like that like that's basically been untouched because there's no like VC stuff in it, whereas like my career and all this stuff has, has been uh, has been beefed up because that's where people you know spend the spend the microtransactions. Spend so the I'm moolah. D- so it's obviously people are getting sick and tired of like just how like you know how EA and and Take Two are kind of treating these franchises. But I also to play devil's advocate, like I wonder if we're kind of at the peak of what they can do. And and they're just like running out of things where they're just like, like we've made like thirty of these Madden games. Like how many? How much more stuff can we put into this stuff? Well, they could put the lines on the field, Steve, because it's interesting that some (laughs) of the huge (laughs) day one bugs for Madden twenty one included misspelling the Seattle Seahawks as the Seattle Seahawks, assigning three different NFL teams' logo to the wrong team. Minnesota showed up (laughs) on the Texans, for example. They introduced a bug that prevented field lines from displaying on the field so it looked like everyone was playing on this smooth green surface, like tennis or something. Uh, there were no sidelines, no yard lines, no hash marks, and uh, connect play in the server is like, maximum football is by no means perfect, uh, but we have lines on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a box quote. <laughs> and so that's that's embarrassing, Steve. EA's worth, like, what, I think $9 billion net revenue as of last year? Something and they insane, couldn't sure, yeah. put lines on the field. Do you know yeah, no, how sure. hard it is to play football without lines? Uh, extremely hard. Extremely hard. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I would be embarrassed to have worked on that game. And I'm sure there are so many people putting in crunch, putting in hard hours, getting these EA milestones and deadlines who are like, just, you, you, like, we we did it. I'm, I'm sure most of the people on that team did everything they could. And even they would probably push for like, Hey, it's buggy. Do you want to delay it? And he is like, delay a Madden game. Cox gun shoots you, throws you out the window. And like, from that perspective, I don't blame the studio as much as I blame EA's management and production, uh, or production timeline for this game. But still, it's just, do we, do we chalk it up to COVID though? Cause we've seen, I mean, NHL got delayed. Um, cause of COVID. Yeah. And good. Madden should have got other- delayed then. That was a decision EA should have made. No, I know, I, but I, that's what I mean. Like, do do we give them the benefit of the doubt, saying never COVID? No, okay. <laughs> Steve, EA made nine billion dollars last year. If you want to, I'm looking at their revenue right now. Yeah, it was five billion in 2018. Their net income was 1.4 billion. So that's like that's net income. Like after their expenses, they made billion dollars in 2018. What's their stock price at? <laughs> the point. The point. The point I'm trying to make here is. 
they could absolutely, if they wanted to, reinvest that money instead of having you know 100 people work 80 hour weeks you have 200 people work 40 hour weeks everyone's better rested able to you know focus you, you miss you, and i've i've read threads from programmers who are like working overtime and crunching doesn't doesn't do anything like i come into the studio the next day and like my sleep deprived brain wrote garbage code i had to rewrite anyway so i'm just wasting my own time that's how these types of bugs get in there is like, all right, work from home and then work 80 hours and then try to set up our current work set up in your home office and do zoom calls every couple hours with the team instead of, you know, looking over at the cubicle next to you and make a extremely polished triple a football game. It won't work. And so what they should yeah. have, they should have delayed it. They should have hired more people and there's no excuse with the amount of resources they have to release a game like this. It's interesting that they delayed NHL, 21 because um because the season like the i mean the nhl and nba season would normally be like starting up now like Mm -hmm. they'd be going into training camp and stuff like that but we're like halfway through the playoffs um football on the other hand though like started at normal like like they they had 20 they had 20 percent of the, the the field or the capacity for the thursday night opener but and like training camp, I think was a little bit different, but like the season started as normal for COVID. So it's interesting that like NHL got delayed, Madden didn't get delayed, NBA 2K didn't get delayed, and uh, I don't know if FIFA like got delayed or whatever. I don't really pay attention to soccer at all, but like I, I guess like we're and I was on the NBA 2K Reddit as well um, subreddit, and people are just like fuming about the game because mm-hmm. it's just there's not really any improvements and. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just hoping we're kind of hitting like, um, an infla- like a kind of a the peak as it were of like what people are kind of putting up with. But mm-hmm. you know, I will also wouldn't be surprised if next earnings call Take Two and EA are both just like, oh, we made fucking four billion dollars through microtransactions and Madden. Thanks mm-hmm. for nothing. Yeah. No. If um, if, if the bottom <laughs> line isn't affected, nothing will change. That's how publicly traded companies work. You, yeah. you steer in a straight line of profit until something changes, then you address it. So but I think it's uh, I think we're on the right track though. Like Metac- like Metacritic actually being negative, both for user score and like critic score is like a good start. It could have um, a zero user and critic score, and as soon as it turns a profit that they projected, they don't care. Yeah, but I mean, these Metacritic scores might affect that. Uh, See, and I also score, wonder right? how many because this is these are obviously some of the most popular games on the planet. I honestly wonder how many people care about reviews. Like, I think for the majority of people, they see an ad, and their friends are like, hey, I just got the new Madden, and they just buy it. And I, I honestly yeah. think the people who, like, hyperfixate and pay attention to these things, like you and I do, and a lot of, like, hardcore, in quotes, um, players do, is a fraction of a half a percent of the people who buy Madden. Yeah, I would, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Especially because, like, quote-unquote gamers, the people who play you know, indie games and stuff like that don't probably aren't, there's not probably a huge, uh, interject, uh, intersection there of people who also play Madden. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the UFC thing EA did where for UFC four, like a couple weeks after it came out, they updated the game to add advertisements in between rounds. Yeah. I told you about that last part, the last episode. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, but that's also that's fun. like, <laughs> that's, that's something EA is setting a precedent of, adding it into a game after it came out and after the metacritic score was set yeah yeah i mean that's yeah i know well i i think 2k 2k did it first to be perfectly honest um 
I'm trying to like I'm I'm reading the worst Madden review to see like what it kind of says. It's a mess of lazy modes, bad gameplay, and continued de- descent into focus of over monetized offerings. The yard is a neat idea though. I don't know. Oh, I think the yard is a similar thing to the the thing in NBA. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's just like these are like these were kind of like the go to polished games mm-hmm. that like oh reliable. I remember. Yeah, and I mean, I remember like Madden was sort of like the one that you would see next gen to kind of see like what they were doing because like they would be able to push like it because like you'd always want like amazing animations in sports games, mm-hmm. um, and so they like sports games used to kind of push the envelope a little bit on it because they're just always continuously working on like features and and animations and things like that for the next year's thing. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like the opposite, where it's just like now all they're really just pushing is like how much money they can get out of their fucking fan base. Mm-hmm. 100%. So um, I don't know. I, I I'm really more than anything. I'm just interested to see how next year's is because it'll be the first one that'll be probably mostly maybe maybe not even next year. The 2022, I'd imagine, is the first one where the main platform will be like a next gen platform. I'm more interested in whether independent developers who don't have the license are gonna just capitalize on this decline of mainstream sport games like maximum football is who has a very hardcore crowd and community behind that game because they're they're football fans making a football game for football fans and it feels like ea is a shareholder fan making football game for football fans there was nba playgrounds that um saber interactive made on mm-hmm. switch and stuff but then i think the second one just got like because it's called nba 2k playgrounds i think they just got bought up <laughs> to like make it for uh yeah it was published by 2k sports so like that's the thing that's the thing like you run into the the trouble of like making a good game mm-hmm. and then like that the people who publish it just sort of like coming in and just being like oh that's great just Put it, put it in our branding. Here's a here's a check. And they'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, we're an indie game, like we or indie studio. We need the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I, I mean, it's good. I would want more hockey games. I would want more soccer games. I would want more football and basketball games. Like there should be more. Like it kind of sucks that there's only like one a year, uh, mm-hmm. not for football, but like there's only one basketball game once a year or whatever. So the show is still, I think, from Sony San Diego. I haven't played it in a while, but that was always the one that were like, they know how to make a, a sports game. It'll be interesting when that goes multi-platform too, to see if it, because I think no it does have PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, no, the next one, I'm pretty sure it's the next one will be everywhere. So who's making it if it's not Sony? Still, still Sony. Interesting. It was like, it was like part of the, it was like part of the negotiation with the MLB. Pardon me, I think the MLB was just like, okay, if we're going to give you this license, you can't just put it on PlayStation. Like, the MLB is, like, missing out on revenue and exposure on for Xbox and Nintendo. So I'm more concerned it's the next one is going to be uh, on everything. I wonder if that'll be the first Xbox dev kit in a PlayStation-owned studio. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, that's it for Discord discussion. If you want to get in on this, join our Discord. Easy as that. We like to close at every show, Steve, talking about what we've been playing. This week, as we mentioned at the top, you streamed Marvel's Avengers from your Jet Engine PS4. What do you think still, <laughs> a couple weeks after launch? Where are you still coming really down on Avengers? Um, I, I agree with, like, I think the Metacard's still around 70 or whatever. I, I agree with that. It definitely has some issues. Like, there's actually a lot of bugs, hmm. which is super disappointing. Um, but, like, I think the foundation they have is pretty good, and, and like, the heroes are really cool. 
I I'm kind of gravitating towards like more he- like some heroes over others. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's very chaotic, like because it's like four players and you get you just got like a lot of explosions, a lot of shit just going on. And it's kind of cool. Um, kind of like the movies. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like it's just like eye candy. It just is really. It's just I'm just having fun with it. Like it's not like the best game in the world, but you know it's. I think I'll be interested to see how it evolves in the, over the next year or two. Hopefully, you know, they're seeing the numbers that they want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when Hawkeye joined and the girl. And Hawkeye, Hawkeye too. Hawkeye's girl. I don't know. I forget her name. And uh, Black Panther, I think, was supposed to be revealed, but then they kind of delayed that a little bit based right. off of uh, the guy passing away. Spider-Man on PlayStation. Like, we already know, f- like, three or four characters coming. I think that's supposed to be all this year. Um I, it just needs a little bit more other stuff. Like, there's only th- three main bad guys, and when you're when you're thinking about like how many freaking bad guys there are in in this world, like they could do so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, you can't replay the campaign either. I'm on the last mission, but like the campaign's actually like really good, and there's some fun missions, and it's a good story. So hopefully, they just open that up a little bit. Um, and uh yeah i mean the the cosmetic stuff like it's not intrusive at all like i've been getting cosmetic plans and stuff like that and the and the battle pass i don't even look at at it i just every now and then get a notification saying like i got like a couple points off it i'm like cool Mm -hmm. um i'm in no rush to to get it we'll see if that's changed with like the characters when uh when it's paid or whatever um Mm, yeah i'm also curious about that (laughs) yeah the one thing is like I almost think like they could do a little bit more with the cosmetics or like with, with the microtransactions. Like you have like an intro animation or in- there is like an intro animation, but there's no customization to it. Like Dauntless, like when you, when Dauntless, you can like kind of pick how you kind of come into the world. I think that would be cool to like start like getting stuff. Isn't one of the and, skins like, when- extremely overpriced you were telling me about? Like $15 yes. a skin. So the, yeah, so the individual like skins, like the legendary stuff is like ends up being like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars or something like that, which is way too much. Like why would you do that when you get like three or four skins in the battle pass that's free? Like so Oh, so you know how many indie games I can get with fifteen bucks? Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like you can get a month of game pass. <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred <laughs> games, all the EA games. Yeah, so um they they need to work on that a little bit at least i think i don't know maybe it's also not cross-platform what's the point of having skins if you're not going to create a big ecosystem of other players it might be cross-platform eventually though maybe i don't think it'll it'll break the spider-man thing won't it yeah yeah, that's a good point actually i didn't even think about that as soon as you start you know segregating your audience like that it creates eh, yeah i think th- i think they have cross play for ps4 to ps5 and xbox whatever to xbox series x mm-hmm. i think they've confirmed that already but i, mean, I don't know they have to because for the first couple of weeks they'll probably be like less than a thousand people on ps5 <laughs> and series x exactly and matchmaking was broken like i could not find a single a soul playing matchmaking oh, and no. i i I finally got some people today and last night. So I think they fixed that at least, which is stupid that it was even an issue because they had three betas. So it's like, what were you like? Was it not working then either? Like it just didn't work for like leading up to launch. Like how do you not get that working? Um, But I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I haven't been it. My friend beat it and he's been just doing the kind of uh, missions and he's, and he still likes it, but Mm -hmm. he's, he sent me like some, some gifts of bugs and stuff like that. I saw someone on IGN's review and, it's very buggy, um, hmm. so th- which is too bad. 
but maybe they're just trying to rush it before. I'm guessing. Trying to get like, out before what? There's nothing. Just delay it. Well, I'm guessing they wanted it out before the console, the new consoles were out. Right. So two years from now, Steve, is Marvel's Avengers an anthem or is it a No Man's Sky? Um, well, I, I think it's like a destiny. I think it's like people like it has that hardcore audience that really is really digging it. And, uh, and people are still kind of playing around. Um, I, I, I don't think it's an anthem. No. Okay. Okay. I don't that's, think it's a failure. Good. Like I played anthem and I beat it and I was like, this game is fucking trash. Like mm-hmm. it's not fun. The loot is not fun. People don't like the loot in Marvels cause it doesn't change the look, your look, but it has a lot of cool perks and stuff like that. Still. I saw and like lo- Hulk's loot is like a rib cage. Can you explain <laughs> that to me? <laughs> yeah. So there's like four for each one. It kind of goes like hands, chest, feet, and head, I okay. think. But it's just like holograms when they show it. So like the icon they have for it, like for Iron Man is like his, you know, his chest one is like his, his like beam thingy, right. whatever you call it. But yeah, for Hulk, cause he has no clothes. It's just like a rib cage. So but it's like still just like antium rib cage or what? I, I guess it's, I don't I don't really know. Like it doesn't change the look of your character. It's really just like an icon of like this is the mm. chest part. <laughs> and there is that button still at the bottom like press R2 to automatically min max everything. Yeah, it's based off of power though. So if you have a purple item that's power 10, but it has a lot of cool perks and then you pick up like a gray or green that's power 12, it will replace the purple with the green. Um, which isn't, which is usually not what you want, but it's pretty easy to like, the other thing Anthem couldn't do is you couldn't change your gear and shit during the matches, which was so fucking stupid. Um, but in Marvel's Avengers, you can like change the gear in the mid match and you can also like level it up. So like each gear has sort of like five stages where you can just power it up if you want, Mm -hmm. uh, based off of like the 20 different, like, uh, um, uh, what are the resources? So you can like power up gear like in the middle of a mission, which I think is pretty cool. There's been a couple. There was a time where I was like struggling, and then I kind of just ran away, powered up my gear, and came back in and, and was able to beat it and stuff like that, which I thought was pretty, pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's fun. I think yeah, it's definitely better than Anthem. Definitely better than Fallout seventy six. Um, what is definitely better than No Man's Sky was. Um, but it's not like, you know, I think Destiny it's not was where it like needs kind to of, be. Yeah, like the thing with these games is like Destiny. When Destiny came out, it had a lot of the same issues, where it's just like kind of it's buggy and it's like missing some content, and there's not you want more. And like Destiny was kind of the first like sort of games as a service pseudo MMO game, and it seems like every game that comes out still follows that, where it's like, well, I mean, technically World of Warcraft was. World of Warcraft was like a legit MMO, though. Like Destiny was sort of like a suit, like. You didn't pay a monthly fee to play it like you did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, they just tried to monetize but, other ways. Yeah, like actually, did Destiny one? It was just the expansion passes. I don't think it had uh, microtransactions to start. I, I, I barely remember. I beat Destiny one, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyways, I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm I'm enjoying it still, and I'm I'm excited to like play more of it. You sound and, uh, you sound lukewarm on it. Yeah, it's not like I don't know what I was really expecting. Like, it's it's just a it's a fun game, you know. It's like it's not terrible, but it's not great either. Mm-hmm. 
And I think if you're kind of on the fence, I think you could just wait for at least the PS5 Xbox Series X one because, like, that will just inherently improve, like, the frame rate and because it has dipped and, like, the loading times are kind of brutal. I mean, I'd hope. You can't guarantee anything. (laughs) No, but I would just, I would just wait, like, if you're, if you're on the fence, like, I would just wait for, you know, the other characters to come out and all this stuff. And Um, there's no time on the season pass, right? There is not, no. So at least, I mean, they could very easily introduce a new season pass or whatever, like the Mm -hmm. Ultron season or something like that. Because our theory Um, before last episode was it's just, it's going to be character, like characters will be seasoned. So there'll be a new character you buy with their season pass that never expires, you know? Yeah. And yeah, so like when Hawkeye comes out, his thing will be 10 bucks, but it'll never expire. Um, But we'll see if like they introduce just more cosmetics where it's just like, here's the, you know, here's like the Age of Ultron you know, 60 day season where you can get age of Ultron parts and build up your little army or something, something Mm -hmm. stupid. So we'll see. It just needs more bad guys too. Like you have this really rich source material and you collect comic books, which is really like, I always love that in games where you just get to like read or like look at like old comic books and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it has this like rich history and it's like all the only bad guys in it are Mordok, uh, abomination and taskmaster taskmaster and i'm like i do how like are... all of those bad guys though but i'm just like how do you only have three <laughs> like there's there's you have six heroes in this game and only three bad guys like how do you not have even just like cross uh the crossbones guy or just like some sort of hydra person or, or something like that like how do you not just throw these H- hydra in season there? seven steve you're getting ahead of yourself <laughs> that's true so um I'm glad it was Mordok though, because I'm guessing they kind of wanted to steer away from like Thanos as much as possible. Yeah, because Taskmaster is it wasn't in the MCU yet, and Abomination was in the Hulk, which is sort of like a forgotten movie. Mm-hmm. Um, They're also um the new Fortnite one is Galactus, so he's the new bad guy in Fortnite. Oh yeah, I saw that. I did boot up Fortnite to just see that because you could be Wolverine and stuff, and then I was like, I don't want to play Fortnite. No. All right, so Marvel's Avengers, lukewarm. Wait if you don't want it today, but if you do, you're going to get an okay game that's probably going to get better. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I have high hopes for the future. My my hopes for the future are much higher than what the game is presently. High, high hopes for the living. But it's definitely much better than like some of the failures that have done. Like I liked Fallout 76. No one else did, but Anthem, it's better than Anthem, better than No Man's Sky. So. Okay, that's, that's good. Not, that's, good. that's not really saying much. Shout out to Square Enix Montreal. I don't envy. What it appears happened is they were working on an Avengers game, and then maybe a third or two-thirds through development, they were like, actually, this has to be a 10-year live service game, and so a lot of that got shoehorned on. I think so, because the campaign is actually like legit, mm-hmm. and it's actually sort of what we were talking privately about what we wanted Ghost of Tsushima be, which is like these pseudo-open-world games, and then mm-hmm. just like more linear kind of uh, levels, because that's what it is. Like, you start in this little open world and has like little like you know people to rescue or chest to find and then you kind of just go to the mission and then you go into a name base and that's like a more linear thing mm-hmm. and uh and i like that and i feel like that's what it meant to be like a single play, like a maybe a online co-op game but not rpg not games of service and then disney was just like no we want th- we want to make money off this like in five years time so <laughs> could have been an avengers too but no one likes to do that anymore yeah, I guess not. All right, Steve. This week I played Dead by Daylight with some friends from the. Uh, I'm in the 
um, like hard drive writers group and they were like hey we're playing dead by daylight and i was like oh shit that's on game pass and i was like oh shit that's a canadian game i haven't really dabbled with so i hopped into that for some reason i had like three hundred thousand of the in-game currency i don't know how oh, i really? got that but they were like yeah that's like 20 bucks for the stuff i was like oh weird so you know i had a good start i like uh if you're unfamiliar dead by daylight came out in 2016 developed by behavior in uh ooh, i think quebec city or montreal it's in it's one of those two one of those it, places. The premise is it's like a 4v1 horror uh, game where there's four survivors who are trying to um, turn on these generators to open a door to escape. That's essentially what every round is for them. And there's different hunters who are... Some of them are... A lot of the characters are original uh, behavior interactive characters who have like interesting backstories. There's lots of lore in the game I didn't know too. There's like... Um, these kids are trying to escape purgatory or something. I don't know. Was, I didn't dabble with that too much, but there is like a really deep lore to the game. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing for me personally about Dead by Daylight is the promotions with actual horror properties. So Steve and um, Nancy from Stranger Things are in there, and the Demogorgon is one of the hunters. Um, the blonde girl from Silent Hill 2 is a survivor, and the Pyramid Head is one of the hunters. And it's every hunter acts differently and they have very different like hunting patterns and abilities and as soon as like um you don't know at the start of the round wh- who the hunter is like keeps the information hidden from you so like the first time you see the hunter you're, i'm like calling to my team like okay it's this person watch out for this suddenly you're looking out for traps because that hunter lays traps and that like real like reveal of the hunter is kind of like what it is in the movie like the first time they make a kill and i think they translated that experience from horror movies and tv shows to the game really well and the other thing is all of the survivors are kind of different. They have their own uh, things um, unique to their skill tree that give them certain pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of every round, you can every each player can add an offering, which is a slight you know bonus that might affect everyone, just you or the map or something. And you can start the game with an item whether it's a med kit or a toolbox or something and those are sort of the consumables they make their money off of you buy those or you can buy those you can spend the currency on those you can also spend them on this the the survivors and each survivor has their own skill tree you level up from one to i don't know what the max is it's really really good steve i had so much fun playing dead by daylight i played with three other people on voice chat so we were like a a group working together um, if the hunter catches you, they they, they have to um, sacrifice you on one of these hooks. They like put it through your shoulder and you sort of hang there. And if that happens three times, you die. But um, while you're on the hook, teammates can come like pull you off and like heal you. And it's very reliant on um, sort of learning the levels and calling out things because there's no map, there's no compass, even there's no. Um, player ids above any of your teammates it's very much like the horror uh like it feels like i'm struggling out here with some other teens trying to not die and i really really like it and i slept on this game for way too long but it's on game pass i highly recommend it and i'd love to play with you sometime if you want it's uh i must it must have been a playstation plus game at some point because i have it and i'm downloading it now on ps4 it's really good I was, I was so surprised by how great this game was it has a lot of dlc so it, it has does. the sun hill stuff yeah it has, it has the stranger things pack um evil dead um do you have that on xbox as part of the game pass no, or is it just the but base game? 
you you just buy the in-game currency i think and then you can buy that stuff and then you can also oh, buy really? packs to buy them too so like if you just want the silent hill pack or the mm. stranger things pack or whatever you can just get all that um i'm down for i'm down for playing on uh, ps4 and steve you know what they just added cross play so we can play together Oh, so you can just play on Xbox and then exactly oh, shit, this has so much DLC. It's a <laughs> lot. so much it's DLC trophies. It has 14, 13 DLC packs of trophies. The main achievements, as far as I could tell, were like um, be the last person on your team and turn on the last generator and escape, or like all these like in-game challenges. That those are the kind of achievements I like. I don't like things you're just going to get anyway, or you know. Um, trying to think of a good example win five games in a row (laughs) yeah oh man but i like these kind of like things that might happen naturally or things you can like try to do in a game um but are still working towards the objective as soon as an achievement has you not working towards the main objective in a multiplayer game terrible achievement because yeah it just fucks over your team i'm downloading on ps4 we can maybe even try streaming tonight oh we could absolutely stream it i would love to play with you because this game I, i it's it's huge it's a huge game it came out four years ago and it's still making money and uh, so it's just me. And it's uh, and they just announced that it has the PS5, Xbox Series X free update, right? So there we go. You'll be able to play it with even more people if you get it on your nice. PS4 now with game. Wait, so you got it on PS4 with PS Plus, and you're going to get it on PS5 for free? Yeah, I That's think. Did they announce that? I think so. I don't know. Ooh, my battery's running low. We're going to have to. We We're going to wrap this up. This up. I also played Nuclear Throne. Throne. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Vlambeer. They got shut down, or they they chose to close the studio. Uh, after their next game comes out, and uh, they're kind of one of like the OG indie studios, so I booted up New- Nuclear Throne again just to remember the one that started it all. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever played it. It's a roguelike. So, well, actually, you unlock other characters, but everything is reset every time you die. But it's a very, yeah, very short roguelike. Like, if you complete a run, it's like a 10 or 15 minute run. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else do you play this week, Steve? You got time for that? Uh, I just I got the platinum and go Tsushima. Um, Too long. In, in the end, been linear. You said, yeah, it, it should have been like it's definitely the most disappointing Sucker Punch game. In the mm. end, it's a good game. Like it has a really good story, and some of the some of the like major side quests like are really good. The combat's fun. Mm-hmm. It's just the open world shit is. I just didn't want to do it. Like there's like fifty foxes that you just go to a map like a question mark on the map, and then just, <laughs> it's like okay, the fox leads you to this area, and I'm like, how is this any? more like how is this any different than just going to the question mark to begin with and just like unlocking whatever it is so and you're not even getting cool shit you're getting like 50 different headbands you don't care about yeah and so i was just like whatever um and then i did download tony hawk because yes you, you kind of convinced me so i did it's play so a little good. bit of tony hawk it's really good it's super polished and just a lot of fun it's got the soundtrack too like it has so so like the original tony hawk pro skater had 12 songs or 14 songs and this new one has like almost 100 like it's they they kept all the original songs, of course, or I think as many as they could. There's some licensing, but they added so many great new songs that really captured yeah. the late '90s, so, early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It captures like that skating era. So um, I played a little, bit, like I played a little bit of that. It's it's and it's, it's dope. Like it's super fun. <laughs> it's, um, but mo- I didn't really get like I didn't really get a chance to play that much this week, just because mm-hmm. it was a busy week. But go Tsushima Plat, delete that Tony Hawk. That was fun. Avengers, it's still pretty fun. Still pretty fun. 
All right, everyone. That's it for episode number 159 of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us over at patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. Like our two new patrons, who I want to shout out. I should look them up quick. Uh, one of them hopped on our Discord, Eric B. Thank you so much, Eric, for your support. And, ah, oh, gee, Steve, I should have found the other one, too. Um... Oh, I have to log in. Forget that. I'm sorry. I'll shout you out at the next week's. Uh, so again, thank you so much for your support. And if you want to join these people, head over there to get special two-day early access to the show at any level, special merch at different levels. So, you know, shop around for what kind of merch you want. Um, you can also get uh, Patreon-exclusive discount codes for different Canadian gaming events, as well as occasional game key giveaways. Steve, Steve and I got lots, lots of... Uh, codes we're giving away boris rabel is the other patron thank you so much boris great very strong british name and uh if you want to join <laughs> boris and uh eric you should do that I, I think you should do that steve thinks you should do that too uh, yes exactly if you are listening on apple podcasts please drop us a review we'd love to know what you think as well as any feedback non-apple platform you can send an email to contact at canadiandoves.com of course, we close out the show listing our patrons who backed us higher than a dollar a month. So a huge shout out to Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, now Eric Beer, uh, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nicholas Azorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, Slaughter Neko, and Stacey H. Thank you so much for your support. Again, if you want to join these patrons at the end of the video and audio version of this podcast, support us at higher than a dollar a month, patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. You can find us on Twitter at Canada Game Devs, on Facebook and Instagram, Canadian Game Devs, and contact at CanadianGameDevs.com for everything else. Where can people find you, Steve? Uh, Stephen L. Crane on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. You? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Canada Games is game does is where i want you to go now that raptors are out i'm just, just gonna be depressing it's just gonna be sad yeah just you whatever find me on twitter at s-t-e-p-h-a-n-r-e-i-l-l-y you can also just go to at canada game devs and both steve and i are linked in the profile description <laughs> though i did have a tweet this week that i was quite proud of it was the um, when like because because anytime monetary value is discussed about GameStop, someone makes that joke about like, oh, did they buy it for like fifteen cents, or I'll trade <laughs> you in for? 15. And I and I did the like the uh, Django one where he's like laugh like fake laughing or whatever. Yeah, so it's just like Leonardo it's DiCaprio. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like always the joke, and I'm like, oh my god, guys, get so over classic. it. <laughs> so classic. I had a I had a, a severely underappreciated meme this week. It was a uh, I've been playing a lot of blaze ball, and so when you win, you get these notifications in the side that people like to take pictures of. So it's the butterfly guy from that anime, and it's like, is this whatever? So I have like all my winnings on the right side, me, and then the bottom is, is this Moneyball? <laughs> oh, I saw that. I just didn't get it. Though. Oh, okay. Well, that I explained it. I also photoshopped mm. the. Uh, <laughs> xbox series s on its side kind of looks like a hot plate at a diner that you'd put those uh, coffee pots on and i oh, called yeah. it the the microsoft series c for coffee anyway that's it if you want more content like that <laughs> definitely go follow us all on twitter thank you so much for listening stay safe out there keep two meters wash your hands don't cough on don't touch your face don't touch your face yeah toodles bye
and boom goes the dynamite.